Hello, what have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle, the beginning. <laughs> on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network, and I'm so happy to be talking with my friends. Josh. Justin. Kyle. This is Vic. What up, dudes? So here we are after a little bit of technical difficulties (laughs) on the uh, pilot episode, episode one. Um, Yeah, man. So how are you guys feeling tonight? Awesome. Feeling great. Good. Good. I'm excited to get going, man. to finally get this on. I know we've been talking about it for a minute. For those who, for those who are new or just listening for the first time, it says it right in the name of our podcast. It's the Star Wars Friends, right? Like it, this is. I'm so happy to be sitting here talking with you guys. I mean, we're we're not in the same room. We are in very different areas, <laughs> but in the same kind of region of the United States. Um, and it was kind of it was kind of fate how we all met. So I kind of this episode is our origin story. Why? Like, who are we? Where are we from? What's the deal? How did we meet each other? Uh, and then how did we get into Star Wars? I think that's something that comes up in conversation whenever you meet a Star Wars uh, fan. You know, you might be in the toy aisle at Target or, you know, like today I was at Walmart piling through Galaxy of Adventures figures looking for the new Luke, talking to some dude I'd, you know never even met. He's wearing an Empire hat. And I was super stoked. I'm like, hey, man, like, what are you into? So Star Wars friends, you can meet them literally anywhere. But you guys, we... We met each other at a really cool place, Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. The coolest place. The yeah, best man. place. And it was kind of a magical thing. So um, it was my first celebration. What about you guys? It was my, this second. Was my second celebration. Uh, I went to the first one in Anaheim with Justin. Actually, that was both mm-hmm. of our first celebration. And um, Chicago was nice for us because we. Um, I'm from Cincinnati. He's from Columbus. We could drive there. Yep. And... Um, that's where we all met in line, lined up, waiting to go into the stage floor the first day, right? Hours before it opened. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it was a beautiful thing. I mean, I, you know, I had friends that have been to almost every celebration. I actually have a friend, Chris Mock, who has been to every single celebration. Jeez. And a lot of them have told me, you're going to meet people that you, you know, would never meet on the street, whatever, because these are legit diehard fans. And myself being a legit diehard fan, it's not always the easiest thing to meet someone that has as much passion or knowledge or energy about Star Wars. But when when you queue up in a line and you're like like we did, you For know, I, I, right hours. on the first day uh, it, through the brutal cold, you know, we, uh, if you don't know, we actually got in a line to go in and get in another line. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, it was like five hours before it started. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. Like lineception. Oh, yeah. It was See, brutal. I, 
being my first celebration, I didn't know how early I could get there, but I knew I was chasing exclusives and I mm-hmm. knew that I had to be there super early. So when I walked in, uh, you guys were already in ahead of me. I mean, you guys must have just walked in right before me, um, but there were so many different cues. You guys remember when you walked in the McCormick place and there were just yeah. like all these giant pockets mm-hmm. of humans everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, how did we get so lucky to end up where we were? Which was the like force. the main gate. Yeah, the force. Obviously, the, force. the will of the force. That's oh, always the answer. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a definite treat meeting you guys. I mean, I, I'm, I'm naturally an introvert. Um, I didn't... I don't believe that. You keep saying right. that. But <laughs> 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 I mean, it's I do... The opposite of that. <laughs> I have... Uh, but I, I forced myself to work around people because for the longest time, I was definitely an introvert. Um, I feel comfortable once I'm with my friends, you know, and, mm-hmm. and chatting. But meeting people, meeting strangers, and kind of sharing my, my life and, you know, my ideas, my opinions, you have to trust the people that you share opinions with, especially about Star Wars. My goodness. Right. Like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> so you guys I feel comfortable with, and we all have different opinions. We all have different likes. But when we met in line at Celebration, we were all chasing exclusives. And to mm-hmm. me, as a collector, like, you guys were the coolest thing. I was like, yes, these are my people. Immediate. <laughs> you know, it was, it was pretty rad. So. Well, you know, I've said it before. If you're a Star Wars fan, there's celebration and then there's the time you spend getting ready for the next celebration right <laughs> yeah right. oh yeah yep. <laughs> and, and and speaking of that um i mean you guys were you know talking about celebration 2020 now you guys are staying at the same hotel that i'm staying at right yep. yeah i think so no yeah. sorry josh oh, <laughs> for those who are attending um but we're gonna be we're gonna be kicking it in the same hotel so uh yep. hopefully we're gonna be doing the star wars friend podcast at the embassy suite in anaheim 2020 josh you will be there with us in spirit no, i'll skype in that's all good yeah. oh, hell about yeah. that. we're gonna have to have to bring <laughs> recording equipment for that oh yeah. i'm already planning it dude it just like kyle Sounds said like plan from from one celebration to the next i'm super stoked so um that's how we met. I mean, we met in line, and, and Kyle, you and I went right to the Her Universe line. That's right. We uh, I wanted to get the meet and greet, and they were selling some signed pops, and I got one of those, too. I have all the Ahsoka pops, and now I have two of this one, but they, uh, I guess Ashley had pre-signed, uh, I don't know, 100 of them, 200 of them. There are a thousand. There are a bunch. There, there were a was, bunch, yeah. Different there was a lot too. of them, so... Mm-hmm. So I got that, and then um, we also got the meet and greet, which was awesome because I got to chat with her for uh, you know five minutes yeah. and take pictures, and it, it was really cool. I'm glad I did that. Yeah, and and I got to meet Ashley in a photo op, and I had that meet and greet ticket, and I remember I gave it. Who did I give it to? I gave it to. That's a um, good story. Yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah. we met a another kid. kid in line who was there with his his mom and maybe a sibling or something like that, and. He wasn't able to get that, and he was wearing the Ahsoka Tano T-shirt, and uh, you know he was in line at her universe to try and get some of that stuff too. And we were able to give him your uh, wristband and your receipt to get in and do the meet mm-hmm. and greet with her. And they were, he was like over the moon about that. They were so excited, and we we saw them a few times over the course of the weekend. So that was he really was, cool he was a big fan. Them. He was a huge fan of hers, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah, and th- and that's what it's all about, man. It's all about 
you know, it's sharing the experience with others, making other people happy. I had so many amazing moments happen to me at Celebration, and it was just, it was the right thing to do. I mean, I didn't need to meet Ashley twice. Um, although I will say, Kyle, the photos that you got with her in that photo booth were pretty killer. They are really good. Awesome. She was recording... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys say GIF or GIF, but either way, she was hard G, hard G. <laughs> she was recording them live and sending them, emailing them directly to you, uh, which was really cool. I'd never even seen that technology before, but it was, uh, it was cool. I'm glad I, you know, there you have so many things, and you know, you can't do every single thing, and what your first choice, that's like your best shot. So it's like a big commitment, right? And uh, you know, I'm glad I did that. So. Yep. Yeah. So what were you, what were, what was everyone else chasing exclusive wise? Cause I mean, I have a laundry list, but that, that her universe station was my first stop. What about you guys? So that first day, I believe, I think I was the only one out of the group that won the Funko yeah, lottery. Yeah. And that's, that's where right. I headed on right. day one was over to the Funko booth to get the, uh, Chrome blue Funko pops. So that's where I was headed all by myself, but, uh, it was good. It was good. I got all the pops and was super happy. Was able to help out Kyle and Vic. Yeah, Yeah, I was able to help out Kyle and Vic. Justin was a cool guy. Kyle and I were favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. I even helped a friend of Vic's who's a big uh, Pez collector because I was able to pick up the three uh, exclusive Pez dispensers that they had. So uh, that was my first stop. Nice. What about you, Josh? Um, I was chasing the Master and Apprentice uh, exclusive book, and I I think Vic was too. Well, Maybe. I won zero lotteries, and I figured oh. the book might be a good one to start with. You know, so Josh, I went straight there. Yeah, and I have I have the exclusive cover like Josh has. So yeah, that was about the only a lot prettier than that one you just showed us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was it was the book with an exclusive uh, like uh, book sleeve, and then there was a pin and a bag you got too. Back yeah, and then we got a signing was, too. Was Timony? We got. Oh yeah, no, it, yeah, it was it was signed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome. I you know I don't know about you guys. I brought home like eight pounds of pins. From, I like literally <laughs> have a lunchbox. I I bought the celebration lunchbox to just yeah. carry pins. Just I collected them from all different people. I mean it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But Vic, what what were you chasing? I was really I'm I think I'm probably the biggest Funko guy here in this group, and uh, I was very disappointed I didn't win any of the Funkos. And uh, luckily, Justin won, and at least got the Darth Vader pop I really, really wanted. Um, and I was able to pick up a few here and there of a smaller yeah. exclusives I was be looking for. But the Funko is one I really wanted, and also the Black Series. I got the Black Series from Hasbro as well. Oh, nice! So, so you you were able to get into the the Hasbro line? Do you? Have yeah, to- they they released it to the public um, like one of the days, and really get the both figures. And the last day they let. Everybody and I got another set of the figures nice. for another friend. So it was it was really cool. Hasbro opened it up for everybody. Also got the Lego set too. Oh Darth yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, you did get that one. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't and also. Even... <laughs> that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got tatted up, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so good, man. Um, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even go to the Funko uh, booth. It was so wild at Funko. It man. was nuts over there. Yeah. And then that... it was like a ghost town. You know, tumbleweeds running through that place. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Did any of you do the Vader Immortal? No. It was closed. It was was like shut down halfway through. Like they weren't letting anybody in after a certain point. So like the line was empty, but nobody was going in. And when you walked up at, you know, four o'clock, they were like, oh, we're not taking any more today. I was like, what? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. 
There were a few things I didn't get to do. Was there anything that you guys didn't get to do that you that you maybe want to do Celebration 2020? Sorry, Josh. <laughs> That's okay. hey, I'm not going you don't to have to apologize problem. every time. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I wanted to go to the uh, Soka Lives meetup, um, and I was at something else. You know, you got to make choices. So I didn't yeah. get to go to that, yeah. and I would have liked to do that. And um, you know, there's always more panels that I would like to go see, but you, again, you got to pick and choose. So, yeah, and and Kyle, I'll I'll make sure that you know I take you to the Ahsoka Lives meetup in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate because that. Uh, Jonah Marie, who is the organizer, uh, she's someone I I talk with regularly online, and I finally got yeah. to meet her at the Ahsoka Lives, and she's really awesome, really good person. Uh, I'll make sure that you come with me because it's good. a can't miss. Good. It's a can't. I, miss. That's a great thing about Celebration too is these people who you you know, the cosplayers you see on Instagram or the, the people you talk to on Twitter or whatever, they're, they're there and you can actually say, Hey, I like your stuff or I think you're cool or whatever and meet them in person. And it's uh that's, you know, you, you wouldn't normally get to do that. Right. I, I got to go to that, the Ahsoka lives thing. And I think the, the coolest thing about it um, was that Dave and Ashley actually showed up which I, I I say actually showed up like they I think people were like they were expecting them to be there. It wasn't like a surprise, but Dave, they made the time for that. Yeah. yeah. And Dave was like he only signed like maybe 10 autographs, but that's because each person he was signing an autograph for. He was like drawing a picture of a clone trooper, like with his autograph yeah. and like talking yeah. to them. And I'm just yeah. it, it. I already loved the guy. And then I and uh, after seeing how much care he took. I was like, okay, yeah, you're just just let him run everything. <laughs> and I think one of the big things that Kyle, I know we've talked about it a couple of times when we go into the next celebration is some kind of swag exchange or yeah. something like that. Because I think there's a lot of mm. people that do bring individual swag that opens up those relationships with other people, right? Like we get to meet more Star Wars friends, bring more people into the fold um, and exchanging just something small and minuscule that you're like, oh, that's really, really cool, right? And you can swap with somebody. It's like, hey, where are you from? I'm from California. Oh, okay, I'm from Ohio. And it it introduces you and expands that universe even more and, and allows you to meet more people, new people, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think you hit it on the point. I For 2020, I know it is so far away but I will make sure that we have an incredible amount of Star Wars Friends merch to give out. That's Goodness. what I do in my professional life. Yes. Uh, I will make sure that, because I forget what it's called, but there's actually like a table in the fan section, like where fans can set up tables. And uh-huh. There's, there's yeah, like we different cosplayers, but there's like a there's like a, a swap almost uh, that had a ton of pins, custom artwork. I'm actually staring at a beautiful Donald Glover, Lando Calrissian artwork that I picked up from that swap table that yeah. or swag table or whatever you call it. And it was it's it's a gorgeous piece that I got for free. Thankfully, someone brought that uh, to Star Wars Celebration just to give out. So why not? Yeah. Let's give out stuff next yeah. year. Agreed. Yeah. You can mail one to Josh and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vic, you're not going either? No, nah, my wife and I are trying to buy a house this year. So it's just okay. Okay. not on the budget for this year. But, you know. Next time, I think that's probably a solid choice, really. But we'll miss you. <laughs> excuses, Vic. Excuses. Yeah, I like I it. 
So, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to do a number of podcasts about celebration. I'm sure we're going <laughs> to dive into all that. But the whole point of this episode today is kind of to tell our origin stories. How did how did we get into Star Wars? Why why did we meet at that point at celebration in our lives, you know, as diehard Star Wars fans? How did we get to this point? And it's it's always fascinating to me how Star Wars fans become Star Wars fans. And it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old, doesn't matter if you're 60, 70 years old. I sat next to a grandmother at the Rogue One premiere who was like, I mean, she had to be mid-70s, but had one of the greatest times of her life watching Rogue One, right? So and I've seen children, you know, do the cosplay thing and and go to and go to celebration, the movies. It's an all-ages thing. So what I want to share today with you guys is my origin story, but I also want to hear yours too. So, um, do you guys mind if I kick it off or go, go, go for it, Chris, let's hear it. So, um, it's real short and sweet. I I'm in my mid thirties currently today as we're talking to each other. Um, so I did not grow up with the original trilogy in the theater. Like many of my other friends, close friends in my life actually got to see those films in the theater. Um, I grew up with an older brother and older sister who watched all the movies in the theater. And I remember my earliest memories of star Wars at my house growing up was a return of the Jedi picture vinyl. And it was like a storybook vinyl. And that always fascinated me because it had a beautiful pullout color, um, you know, booklet. Whereas the rest of my dad's record collection was old and dusty and ugly, right? Mm -hmm. Like you had this beautiful Return of the Jedi vinyl and my older sister had a raggedy beat up, you know, wicket or some type of, you know, indiscernible Ewok plush, you know, stuffed animal. And it was always kind of, it was always kind of fascinating to me that there was this other, like, there's this world. Like, I remember my dad telling me about Star Trek, and, you know, you'd always kind of see the reruns of Captain Kirk and, or you know, what what have you, like Dr. Spock, and that never really triggered me, like, that Return of the Jedi, like, full-color, beautiful booklet where you had images of the Imperial Shuttle. You had images of, uh, you know, Jabba, the Hut, which was, like, as a kid, you're like, whoa, what is this? It was such, Return of the Jedi is such a colorful entryway into the star wars universe um and especially when you're a kid i you know this is probably like 1989 1990 when i discovered all of this uh this beauty and i didn't know too much about it because obviously in the 90s you didn't have any movies uh they weren't at the point where they were re-releasing them in the theaters but the way i got my access as a as a almost a preteen were scholastic book fairs so when I was in elementary school, you know, we would have the book fairs come through the school and everything like that. And I would see Star Wars books and I would start buying them, you know, with my with my two dollars and fifty cents or whatever it was, you know, it was crazy. And I fell in love with Star Wars because of the books. No question. The books to me in the 90s were how the movies are for the kids in the you know, in the late nineties, two thousands now for the kids in the sequel era. Mm-hmm. So all of my star Wars love and knowledge came from the Han Solo trilogy came from the, the bounty hunter trilogy came from all the beautiful comics that came out at the time from dark horse. Um, but I vividly, vividly remember, uh, being over a friend's house 
and it was like oh, I live in I live in Northeast Ohio, right on the lake, the north north coast of America. It the, our winters are pretty brutal, and you know, so you you'd go over a friend's house and you couldn't play outside, so you'd stay inside. And this my friend had Empire Strikes Back on VHS, which. I don't remember how old I was, but it was like kind of kick ass mm-hmm. to have like a VHS mm-hmm. copy of Empire Strikes Back. And it was the, um, if you guys remember, it was the, when they changed the artwork, it was the black slip case with the purple font. Yeah. And it yep. Was, yep. So it was that era when he turned it on, but then he goes one step further. He goes, Hey, wait, I have all these toys in my closet. Oh, wow. so, <laughs> so he pulls out the, like, all the vintage figures that were, that were passed down to him from an older brother. So I got to play with an Adat, a Snowspeeder, all you know, Tauntauns. That was my first exposure, and then, sure enough, a year or two later, Power of the Force comes out, and I become a mm-hmm. Power of the, the Power of the Force collector, and I'm collecting that, you know, the massively sculpted Luke Skywalker with the tiny little waist, and Darth Vader's got, you know, like veins in his neck that are showing through his, you know, his cowl. It was the most ridiculously sculpted figures, but I had them all, and. After that point, you know, I got to see the re-release, the George Lucas edits, you know, in the theaters. I remember when Phantom Menace came out. It was such a big thing for me because I don't know whether it was intentional or not, but the ramp up with with the action figures right into, you know, Phantom Menace was like huge for me at the time. I was an impressionable child, you know, and I remember my dad who... You know, my dad has was never really a, around as much as other dads were. Like he traveled all the time. I would see him, you know, a handful of times throughout the year. He called me up. He said, "Hey, do whatever you can to get tickets to the opening night Phantom Menace." Um, and my dad came from out of town. We went to a movie theater, Regal Cinemas in Middleburg Heights, and we watched the Phantom Menace together. I remember him being very bored, and he fell asleep. <laughs> uh, but for me, it was uh, it was a really incredible moment to share. Um, because then my dad is actually like into the same thing I'm into. And that was a huge thing at that time. But um, really, to kind of kind of fast forward to where we are now, I fell off after the, the, the prequels. I just totally, I got to you know high school mm-hmm. age, I graduated, um, and I became a touring musician. So when I, when I graduated high school in 2003, I was in a tour van that same day. And I was across the country for about the next four and a half years of my life, uh, playing about 300 shows a year. So I really, with the internet being in its early infancy and you couldn't get it on your cell phones, I just lost track of Star Wars. And Star Wars kind of just fell off, right? After Revenge of the Sith, it it just fell off. And it wasn't until the Disney merger that I was... You know, I was a young professional. I had disposable income and I was bored. And I go, wait a second, Star Wars is coming back? No, <laughs> no way. And it just rekindled that childish love I have for Star Wars. You know, it mm-hmm. definitely, it, but it brought it into a mature level. And I, and now I'm like, oh, wait, all my friends are in their, in their 30s, their late 20s, you know, and, we can have adult conversations about Star Wars. This is awesome. I can actually have a conversation at a restaurant or over a friend's house about Star Wars. And everyone has a different pocket of interest with it. So I can't even, I don't know who to thank for the Disney merger. I don't know who to thank who rekindled this and made it even more incredible than I can even imagine, especially this week that we're talking. 
you know, you get Resistance Reborn, you get The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, you get uh, Fallen Order, and then in just a little bit, you're gonna get Episode Nine. Like this is the greatest time to be alive as a Star Wars fan. So, um, man, like it's so age. good to be back. It's so yeah. good to be back, and I feel like a kid all over again. And uh, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, you know, it, I, it's not really a terribly unique origin story. But it definitely, um, I think about it often. And when I was a kid 25, 30 years ago, just reading those books on the school bus, reading those books mm -hmm. at home, and it's just like, you know, I remember playing those old hokey PC games. You know, I don't even remember the names of them anymore. <laughs> but I would Fighter, Dark Forces. <laughs> Dark Forces, yeah. Yep. And, you know, and there were even more yeah. primitive ones than that. And that's just, to me, like whether I'm thinking about when I was a kid or now, I'm just happy to be a Star Wars fan, and that's it's a it's a great joy because I could be a Star Trek fan, and that's kind of depressing to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but what uh, what about you guys? Uh, I mean, Josh, what's your story, man? So it's kind of funny to me. My um, my story, at least the the first half of my story, um, is like exactly the same as yours like grew up in the dark times born in 85 not really anything happening until i mean obviously there was books and stuff but not really anything happening until 97 and i didn't have like any like my parents aren't into anything nerdy and i didn't have any nerdy friends um so but i had a i had a buddy who was into it and had the toys showed it to me and um i didn't get to see the special editions in theaters but um I picked up that golden box set yeah. with the, with oh, all three yeah. movies, and I played those things into the ground. Like they're <laughs> they were like they didn't work. I had one of those little TVs with with the um the built-in like TV with the built-in VCR. Wow. Just like yeah, and so like I was real hot and heavy into it then and then. But like this is like ninety seven, ninety eight. So Star Wars is competing with like the golden era of Red Wings hockey. And oh, the Attitude yes. Era in WWE. Yes. I'm a big wrestling fan, so I was like all Same. about that. Um, so it kind of fell off a little bit. But then in middle school, I was doing, um, or maybe that's nah, probably middle school. I had to do a book report, and I found Balance Point by Kathy uh, Tires. It's like yes. a New Jedi Order book. And I and I was like, oh, Star Wars. Okay, like I don't really want to do this book report, but like I'll do like Star Wars is cool. So. I did that and I read the book and I was like really con it was super cool but I was really confused and I don't know if I don't know if they still do it now because like I'm doing audiobooks on almost everything but the you had like the the map like the chronology all the books yeah. in the front right, right so I found yeah. that and I was like what is all this and I <laughs> went out and bought like all of the essential guides to characters and the chronology and stuff and I was just picking, I was working my way through all of those books. I'm, I kind of consider myself an EU purist. So, yes, um, yes. I think I knew that about you. Books in the comics are, are definitely my, are my gateway. Actually, when I met uh, uh, Mark Thompson at uh, Celebration, I told him, I was like, when I think of Han Solo, I don't think of Harrison Ford. I, I think of you. Like, I think of your voice. Wow. Because, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, he liked that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when Disney bought Star Wars and wiped the canon, it was really hard for me. Mm. Uh, but I actually, I went to a small con in Michigan and I had a very unique therapist who helped me work through it. 
Um, this little guy, you might have heard of him. His name's Timothy Zahn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> literally, I met, I met him right after it happened, and he helped me process it, like, talked, talked about it. Because like, he was upset about it, too. He and, had some skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little. Gotta look at it. Yeah. I'm really glad for him that they brought, they're bringing his stuff back and letting him work still. So, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I was never, I, I loved, I love everything. I love the sequels. I love the new canon. Um, he helped me get over it and I ex- appreciate that stuff for what it was. And, but I'm all in on everything, everything Star Wars. So, Good for you, and, man. And that's where I am today. Nice. 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 Well, Justin, what about you, man? Well, I am. I may be the senior member here at 41. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, I, I think my first experience with Star Wars was the Empire Strikes Back. I never, I didn't see him at this point. They had all re- rolled out by '83. Uh, Jedi was out, and you know, uh, I was five, so didn't really process what was going on. But a couple years later, at about seven, eight, I think I saw Empire first. And that was where I was like, oh, my God, this storyline is awesome. I was like, what is happening here? So I had to go back, watch A New Hope, uh, and then followed that with Jedi. And I think for me, like the big moment where I knew I was hooked was in Empire. You know, they're, you've got these Hoth soldiers lined up and they're scanning the terrain. And that first Imperial at just that foot coming down in the binoculars out of the fog. And you're just <laughs> yeah. like holy crap what is that that is massive and that just pulled me in so that's still that's still my favorite scene in any of the star wars movies and that's what really pulled me in but when i was younger i had a friend who uh growing up he had three other brothers so there were four of them in the house they had just about every star wars figure known to man they had the ewok village they had the falcon they had speeder bikes galore they had about every different character you could imagine so we played over there all the time (laughs) so those star wars figures were put to good use um you know we played a lot of the video games that rolled out about the time they weren't very good video games but they were something to do that was still associated with star wars um so for me, like that's what really kind of got me into it. When I hit high school, and, and I think this is very different times now than what it was when we were growing up. If you uh, looked at something different, nerdy, geek culture like that, it wasn't couth or it was very uncool uh, to look at. You know, if you played D&D, if you did a lot of those things, it wasn't um, popular. Like you weren't one of the popular kids back then. Mm. Nowadays, you know, we didn't have a lot of cosplay back then. You just had kids wearing Halloween costumes and that was about it. Now, when you go to a convention, like, like celebration, there's thousands of people there and there are kids dressed as their favorite characters because they feel comfortable in it. There's other kids that are dressed in those same characters or from those same shows. So it's a very different time now than what it was then so my fandom kind of stuck around through the 90s but more so uh on the collecting side i would watch the movies i would collect Mm. but you know when it came to hanging out with your friends that wasn't the thing that we talked about so but in my mind like i listened i studied i learned i read the books i got really hooked on uh the rogue squadron books i really enjoyed those um the x-wing books um you know, obviously, after um, the first Heir to the Empire in that series, uh, read those 
those what kind of got me hooked and I kind of kept reading it on the back burner behind everybody. Um, and then after that, we, um, you know, when I got into the, uh, got to college, I kind of stopped the collecting. Um, it kind of died off, but yes, the power of the force characters were, yeah. uh, they're still a huge chunk <laughs> of my collection. Um, the Phantom Menace, uh, when that rolled out, I remember going to that opening night with a couple of my college buddies because, you know, they were like, hey, Star Wars is out. Let's go. It's like, all right, let's go. So we did get to see that on opening night. And then a lot of my figures are from that line. So you got the Phantom Menace, um, Attack of the Clones figures, um, Return of the, uh, Revenge of the Sith, all of those figures I kind of collected again. And then um, once I got done, and to your point, when I had disposable income, I'm like, oh, Star Wars, I can collect now. So, um, you know, I've gotten my collection is huge of figures now, and I've really kind of expanded into some other things like artwork. Um, You know, I got into uh, I started collecting some of the sideshow characters and some other things like that. So um, for me, that, that moment in Empire was the thing that really, really got me hooked on Star Wars. And to me, it's great now seeing kids and families and even parents now that are older, right, that absolutely are into it and letting their kids do uh, these kind of things. You know, hey, you want to go as Ray? Fine. You know, you're eight. Let's go. We're going to take you to Chicago with us and have a good time. And you're going to feel comfortable because you're in an environment with other people that love the same thing that you do. So for me, that's really, really my origin story and how I got into it. That's beautiful, man. A lot of relatability, even though uh, yeah. we are separated by a few years. Yeah. Not many. Not many. many. It's fine. You can say it. I'm old. Star Wars unites us all. I'm a knight of the old republic. It's fine. <laughs> That's a great title. It, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> well, Kyle, what about you, man? What's your origin? Well, you know, I was born in 83, so I, that's the year uh, Jedi came out. So obviously I did not get to see that in the theater either. But uh, I, I grew up during the dark times, like Josh said. There's There was no Star Wars. But, um, you know, my my dad actually was really into Star Wars. So when I was as young as you know, even four or five, six years old, I can remember sitting on the couch and watching that with him. And maybe I couldn't follow along with the story super clearly, couldn't even read the crawl. But um, I remember the trash compactor scene and I remember speeder bikes and I remember lightsabers and just how cool that was and how, how cool it was that my dad wanted to do something with me that he was legitimately interested in too, you know, like, of course your dad spends time with you and he would, you know, play catch with me and do whatever, but he was legitimately into star Wars. And so was I, and it was really cool to be able to share that with him. And, and I, um, I'm into reading like fantasy books and comic books. And, and so it, it, it's something that was able to maintain my interest in those movies or things that I, I kept coming back to because as I got older, I, you know, I understood them on a deeper level and it, they meant more to me. And it's still something that I remembered from my childhood. And then when Phantom Menace came out, I was a teenager. I was probably a junior in high school or something like that. And we went and saw that in the theater, which was amazing to me. It was the first time I got to see Star Wars on the big screen, which was huge. And it was things that we'd never seen before and you know in true george lucas fashion he was you know creating new technology just 
so he could have his vision the way he wanted it, you know, and, and I've still been hooked ever since then. You know, I've, I saw all the, the, all the prequels in the theater, of course, you know, I went when I was in high school and then again in college. And then, um, there was sort of that long period again after that, where there wasn't a lot of new star Wars until the clone wars, which I didn't watch right away. Cause you know, yeah, I was, yeah. I was an adult and it was an animated series and, and you know, I'll go, I'll be the first one to say that's some of the best star Wars ever made. I, you know, Hell when, yeah. Hell yeah. and when uh celebration Anaheim the first time I, I saw it came up and I had the, the money and I, I thought this will be cool. Let's I've never done anything like this before. And I just bought the tickets a year before the event when they went on sale, I just bought them. And I actually asked Justin if he wanted to go and we got we tickets out to Anaheim and we went. So before we went, I watched clone wars and I'm like, my God, this is amazing. It's so good. What was I doing? This is so good. And I, and then you go to celebration and you, you go to these giant panels and we saw the trailers for rebels. I think oh my God. season one had just ended and they, oh, they did that season two trailer with, uh, where you saw it was the Captain first two episodes. Oh, episodes. Yeah. It was we, the first two episodes. Oh man. It was, yeah. it was so, so good. And I, you know, I was even more hooked on star Wars then than I ever was, even though it's been something I loved my whole life, you know? And, uh, then we went, to celebration again in in chicago which was even a different experience than the first one we knew what we were doing a little more we planned it out a little better uh you know i brought more money with me for sure to buy all the toys and and exclusive stuff that i wanted and um you know i star wars is a huge part of my life i love it and i love to talk about it and i love to read about it and watch it and i will i've rewatched every episode of rebels and Clone Wars and every movie and uh, multiple, multiple, multiple times. I was didn't I was I had an hour to kill and I put on Jedi and I or I put on Empire and I fast forward to Dagobah just because that's the part I like and we I <laughs> I just love Star Wars all the Amen, time. Anytime. Amen. I was gonna yeah. say preach. Preach. I feel like I'm in church right now, like a Star Wars church. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, brother. Right. That's why. I mean, you got into it, man. I felt that. I was literally gonna start yelling, "Preach!" Right on, man. Hallelujah. That's great. Awesome, man. Well, hey. Last but not least, Mr. Vic. What about yeah. you, man? How'd you get into it? You know, like Kyle, I was born in '83. I had an older brother who was eight years older than I was, and he has seen Empire in the theaters and Jedi in the theaters. When I was about three or four years old, he introduced me to Jedi. And I thought it was the coolest movie I've ever seen in my life. And to me, that was Star Wars. Like, I didn't know anything about Empire. I didn't know anything about New Hope. Return of the Jedi was the only Star Wars there was. And I think I watched Return of the Jedi probably a dozen or more times as a kid before I realized there's more. (laughs) And then I watched New Hope and I watched Empire Strikes Back. And I thought they were incredible, but still to this day, Return of the Jedi holds a special part in my heart. It's my favorite Star Wars movie of all of them. And then, you know, as a kid growing up, you know, like Chris, I was into the PC games, like Rebel Assault and Dark Forces yeah, and X-Wing. Yeah. And then, you know, I played like the 64 games, like Pod Racer and you know, Shadows of the Empire, you know, those classic N64 games. And, you know, like all of you guys, the dark ages of Star Wars fans, there was no movies, nothing besides the games and comics and books. And I wasn't really into the comics or books at all growing up. 
and then uh episode one hits and you know i always liked star wars but i didn't know what to think of it you know brand new star wars coming out and everything i sink into the theater with a friend because he had a coupon for a uh, free movie but the movie couldn't count towards star wars because it was too new <laughs> so we sneak in i missed the whole part of you know obi-wan and you know qui-gon escaping the ship <laughs> at the beginning of the movie like wow. i walk in they're like under the water you know with jar jar <laughs> like what the hell's going on um and then you know, years later, Justin and I went and saw episode three together, and, mm-hmm. and I realized I had uh, another friend that was interested in Star Wars, like I was, and it started becoming more of a, you know, a relatable thing to everybody. It's not just a, my own thing. And, you know, Justin and I have been friends ever since episode three came out. Um, and then, you know, years later, Disney bought out Star Wars, as we all know, and I started getting to Funkos before episode, uh, episode seven came out. And that gave me a whole new love for star wars and and justin and kyle told me they went to celebration in anaheim and i'm like dude that sounds so cool like i can't even think about going to a convention with fifty thousand plus star wars fans you know to talk to and relate to and then the next year justin invited me to go to orlando with him and i had the blast of my life and right before i left my wife surprised me and got me bought me the mark hamill autograph session so uh, I was like, awesome guy's autograph on the exclusive black series figure that was out that year mm. super nice guy really cool it was a dream come true i couldn't believe it and That's my hands awesome. are shaking like yes like, <laughs> 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 he, <laughs> he had lost his uh, voice too didn't he he was talk yeah but um you know it's just a whole new world to me you know meeting friends like you guys you know in lines at chicago is like dude you never know who you're going to meet and you never know who's going to be a lifelong friend. Justin and I related through work and through Star Wars, and he was a groomsman in my wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's crazy what you know Star Wars to do to all of us. And you know, it's obviously for a year now we've all been friends, chatting and talking about this podcast for almost a year now. And I feel like this relationship of friendship here we have will last a long time. Just because Star Wars brought us all together, it's crazy, right? Yep. Absolutely, yeah. Well said. Force binds <laughs> us together. You know, and as as people want to, as much as people want to knock episode one when that came out, it pulled a lot of people out of, I don't want to say hiding, but essentially a hole, right? Because there was nothing. So it pulled everybody back out and was like, oh my God, Star Wars is back. And whether you liked it or you didn't like it, you, I think everybody could find something that they enjoyed from it, right? That they could pull in and then move forward with that and and now it's it's just been become a machine and a monster and it's grown and it's it's amazing yeah and i think the pacing you know the pacing worked out well for us it came out in the 70s here we go 20 years later and then now another 20 you know almost 20 years later with the sequel trilogy this is great pacing for multiple generations and we can enjoy this in different parts of our life i think you're right Justin. i mean that sequel trilogy yeah knock it all you want but now everyone that watched it when they were younger like dude it makes so much sense that these movies exist and they're amazing i mean i love the movies more now than when i saw them in the theater it's like a fine wine you gotta let it marinate a little bit (laughs) absolutely (laughs) you know these in a couple years these movies will have spanned six decades you know and that's crazy and they they really can grow up with you you know what i mean it's accessible to people of all ages, you know, like we all just said, we watched them when we were kids. We enjoy them potentially more now than we ever have. You know, it's it, it's a marvel of storytelling, really. 
It's a it's a fairy tale. It's a it's a modern fairy tale. We, you know, we all know Hansel and Gretel. Um, you know, Prince Charming, King Arthur. It, mm-hmm. Name you know, um, Aladdin. Insert fairy tale here. Now we have Star Wars. It's our fairy tale, and it's something that's going to last forever. It's such a beautiful story, George Lucas. That praise the maker. Thank you, mate. Praise the maker. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think that you know at our age, we're now how old our parents were when they introduced us to Star Wars, and you know Justin's expecting his first child, and I'm sure some of us are expecting children in our future one day, and we can introduce them to this whole new world. And it's crazy, like you know, we, we're on our third generation of Star Wars fans now, and it's still going strong, and we all love it even more and more every single day. Absolutely. Oh, we already we already have the baby books and a little glowy Yoda that like lights <laughs> and he says things. And, I've foreseen yeah, many already. arguments between you and your wife over Star Wars names and Star Wars theme, uh, <laughs> outfits for the child. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. So so Justin, when you were when you were telling us your origin story, it made me think like you know you describe yourself as a toy collector and. You know, there are a lot of different segments of the Star Wars fandom. It's not just limited to one segment of the fandom. Josh, you you know, you're an EU purist, books, comics, et cetera, et cetera. So, I, you know, it made me think, what type of Star Wars fan am I? I don't know. Like, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, A, I'm a diehard. But B, what, what makes me a diehard? I don't know. Like, I collect the toys. I'm a fashion guy. I do a lot of fashion, Star Wars fashion. I own a massive collection of T-shirts. Um but I, I don't know. I collect the artwork. I don't even know how to describe myself as a Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. Chris, I'm a you've generalist. Actually, you've actually got a pretty cool, like, custom denim jacket that you had on when, uh, yeah, when I first met you, met you too. Yep. That's true. I, I also design Star Wars clothes. I design Star Wars merch. Um, another podcast that I that I I'm really best friends with is the Rebel Force Radio podcast, and I designed uh, you know a lot of beautiful artwork for their events. They do live podcast events every celebration, and I love designing Star Wars merch too. So yeah, I mean, I, who knows? Maybe I'll design a cool denim jacket for you guys in the future. A Star Wars fashionista. <laughs> Well, yeah, we need our own like we need our own like back patch for the for the podcast. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. oh yeah, I'll, I'll work little, on it. I'll make it happen. Star Wars, Guys, I have matching shirts in Anaheim. There you go. <laughs> Why not? But I, you know, I I don't know what type of Star Wars fan I am. I, I guess I'm just a generalist. I just love the whole thing. I'm a toy collector, fashion guy. I don't know. What about you guys? You, Chris, it, you know, Chris, you I've introduce thought about yourself to something. I'm sorry, I've thought about that a bunch of times. You know, there's so many different ways that people enjoy these movies. You know what I mean? I really love the characters and the stories that are told. I also collect toys, you know, like I also have t-shirts. I also have hats. I also have some books and I also have some signed artwork, you know, but there's just so many different things that you can love about this. And there's some people that are into things that I didn't even really know were even a thing when I, when they tell me, you know, it's right. There's so many ways to love star Wars. Right. Yeah, and I like I I said I was an EU purist, but I I feel like I'm almost like a reformed EU purist because that's like that's what <laughs> brought me to the dance. But at the same time, like I love like like Kyle was saying, like I love everything. I and you guys and like being in this group chat with you guys leading up to this podcast, like I I never would have thought that I'd spend several hundred dollars buying to- toys on Force Friday. Oh, true. Guys, like, I, caught the bug, I caught the bug from you guys. And uh, speaking Dang, of, uh, yeah, speaking of Star Wars fashion, Chris, um, Tabitha was just telling me, showing me today that there's Star Wars uh, coach bags. 
So my girlfriend is also a Star Wars fan, uh, and she was sitting on the couch the other night, and she just goes, "Ooh!" And I'm like, "What are you looking at?" She turns her phone over, and it's the Wicket, uh, <laughs> Wicket Coach bag. And I go, "Oh, damn! What's the price point on that?" Thinking it's you know six hundred, seven hundred bucks. It's like two hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. it's expensive, yeah. but That's doable for a Christmas present. Yeah, Coach bag. I think. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to say what I'm going to get her for Christmas on the podcast because she's probably going to listen to it. But uh, yeah, I saw that coach stuff. The coach bags are nice, man. Yeah, my yeah. wife and I walked by it the other night and we saw them and she's like, you know, look at it. Hey, look at Star Wars bags. I'm like, so you want me to get them for Christmas? She's like, no. Do not <laughs> even think about it. <laughs> Josh, you bought that, um, that ring for your girlfriend, didn't you? The Ahsoka Tano exclusive ring? I did. I did. Yeah. yeah, that thing looks really nice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And one of that was one of the nicest things that came out. Like of all the amazing things that came out of Celebration, like she was a very casual fan going into that, and it definitely strengthened strengthened that for her. Like she's ready to to re like what I'm going to rewatch Clone Wars with her and Rebels with her because she hasn't seen any of that. Like she's just seen the movies. And what actually when I when I met her she we watched star wars she had only seen i think episode one and um like she didn't even know vader was luke's father like when we watched empire oh. that's how like in a cape she was and it was really cool being able to like have that moment wow because you never think like everyone even if they've never seen star wars they like know that spoiler but yeah mm-hmm. so that was really cool. wait wait he's his father what that's <laughs> all right yeah oh my god <laughs> Josh, I uh, you know me, I didn't get to talk to Tabitha very much, uh, but she is. I consider her a Star Wars friend. She's been to celebration with us, and uh, I hope she joins us on a future podcast one day. That'd be awesome. I'll I'd work like, on it. <laughs> I'd like to get. I actually would like to get her take on celebration. You know, being a newer fan in that, that'd be kind of fascinating. Um, so, like I said, I, I think. You know, your your question was, what do you represent? And and for me, it's it's action figures because it's I loved playing with action figures when I was growing up. I've got a great imagination, so you know, growing up, that's what I did. I played with my action action figures. But I think if you as you get older, things kind of expand. Like I said, I, I got into some of the artwork that they have at Celebration. Um, pops, I was never a big pop guy. Vic, mm. darn you, got me into pops. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I've got a slippery nice slope. Collection. You're right. I got a nice collection of pops now, and I'm like, Too many. God, I can't. Yeah, I can't balance the pops and the figures. Um, so I think it's different for everybody. And, and like I said, there's people that do cosplay all the time, and then like they just expand. They have hundred, like tons of costumes that they wear to different conventions, and you know some of the mashups are really cool. Like um, I think it's uh, it was Amber Arden who does the Snow White Boba Fett. She's oh, great. She's yeah, amazing. she's great. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, just different costumes like that that are amazing mashups, and and everybody's got a little niche within Star Wars that they love. There's people that collect food items, um, you know, barware, glassware, plates, oh, yeah. that kind of stuff. I never ever would have thought canned soup would be something that people <laughs> collect in Star Wars. Appliances but now, they're, right? There's appliances. You can get luck. What is it? La Crusette. Uh, oh yeah, I'm already, I have Lusky, uh, like, I'm already on it, man. Yeah, I'm already there, on the La Crusette. There are so many different avenues that you can take as far as Star Wars collecting goes. That it's really it pulls everybody in from a diverse culture, like a diverse uh, collecting standpoint or different uh, motif standpoint, I guess. 
So for sure. And I think you just made me think of something. Am I the only one in our group that collects uh, Hallmark keepsakes? Like hardcore collects them? Maybe. Yes, hardcore. <laughs> but I <laughs> they're sweet I though. No, no shame. They're great. They're great looking. They're like the ornaments. You talking about like yeah, the ornaments? Oh yeah, yeah. they're oh, great yeah. looking ornaments. I yeah. just I actually bought just... a tree for them though. <laughs> Same here. I just got a tree. I just, just Does bought a black tree. The Death Star tree topper. Oh yeah, I got the Death Star tree topper, and I got a smaller Death Star ornament. Oh wow, I was looking for that so much uh, two years ago when it came out. I think I have a Vader uh, and a TIE Fighter. I think I have Darth Maul and a Stormtrooper, and those are the only ornaments that I have. Okay. So <laughs> I, four, have, have that's a, it. I, I probably have close to 40, maybe 60. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's not. You need to do an inventory. Uh, I, I should. I should. I actually I have... Inventory um, my Funko. So I do have two Christmas trees. Uh, we'll see how they look this year. So I'll send you guys. I'll send you guys a video. Okay. Soon to be three uh, Christmas trees. Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right. I, you know, we we're getting towards the end here. Uh, I appreciate you guys sharing your origin stories uh, with everybody with me. You know, I got to learn a lot about you guys. And one thing that I get to learn all the time from you guys is what you, basically, what you come across throughout the week. We share all these things that we come across with each other in our group thread. And I, I I'm excited to now share it on the podcast. So I don't know if this is actually going to work, but the segment that I came up with is it's a addition to my collection. So hopefully without any technical difficulties, we'll have uh, our buddy say it here. No, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bummer. Technical well, difficulties. You know, general grievous. He's a, you know, he sometimes can let you down. Let's see. Oh, beautiful. There it is. There it is. There it is. So um, basically what this segment is all about is sharing with the listening audience one or maybe a few things that we come across in the Star Wars universe uh, that we love over the last week or so. And I guess my thing is it's a twofold. You know, I wrote in the notes the Cara Dune Mandalorian Black Series action figure. Beautiful figure. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is absolutely gorgeous. I'm a Black Series fanatic. I collect uh, Black Series and I collect vintage. Um, you know, I collect some three and three quarter modern, but not not a lot. Uh, I will say the new sculpts, the hyper real sculpts on the three and three quarter is really, uh, I mean, they're gorgeous figures. But this Cara Dune Black Series figure is so dramatic. It's a dramatic figure. And her, her whole outfit, her whole look, is just really interesting to me, really unique. Um, Gina Carano, I don't really, I don't know her as an actor, uh, but I'm Deadpool. definitely, see, I've never seen Deadpool. I, I, I know you can yell at me all you want. I am uh, that off, off mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're done I've, tonight. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces of Deadpool, but not enough, but she, she looks like a character that I'm going to fall in love with. This action figure is just gorgeous. But my second thing, I know, I, we should only just say one thing, I'm so excited, <laughs> is the Anthony Daniels uh, bio, biography, which is oh, yeah. absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I'm, I'm more than halfway through. I'm, I'm, I probably got about another 30 pages. But if you guys get a chance to pick up the Anthony Daniels biography, please do it is a wonderful read with a lot of backstory um of the of the original trilogy all the way through the sequel trilogy and you get to learn uh not from i guess from a certain point of view from anthony daniel's point mm. of view 
and it is <laughs> not maybe what you think. It is pretty really? crazy. Oh, it is. I read some things in there that I was like, "Whoa, damn!" Okay, I knew. <laughs> I knew he was saucy, but I didn't know he was that saucy. I mean, he is that. I he love really it. Um, it, it. Now it made me regret not meeting him at Celebration last year, but I'm definitely going to meet him uh, 2020, given the opportunity for sure. So I'm fascinated to learn what you guys saw over the last week. What about you, Josh? Um, so I picked up my pre-order for Jedi Fallen Order uh, yesterday. Nice. Yeah, and and then I with I did the pre-order and I got the Purge Trooper um, from the game, and uh, I love. Yeah, you got it too. Sweet. Cool um, I love all the different like trooper variations that we have in Star Wars. And when those dudes came out on stage at uh, Celebration, I was like, yes. So when I saw that I could get this figure, I was all about it. Um, and, so, you Josh, know, Josh, is that figure, is it, a, is it almost like um, a Death Trooper sculpt? Because I don't know what the Purge Trooper looks like up close. What does is, what is the actual armor represent? Is it an Empire-era Stormtrooper? Or? Yeah, so, I mean, it's, well... I don't, you know, it's kind of, it's obviously based off of Stormtrooper, but it's kind of like unique. Like the, the helmet doesn't look like anything that I've seen on anybody else. It does have like the, the, a red, it's a black trooper and it has like a red pauldron, like, you know, like the sand trooper does has in it. Uh, he's wearing like a, he's got like a utility belt and a skirt. So oh, like, okay. the helmet, yeah. yeah, the helmet sculpt is almost like the arc is it arc or arf troopers from the clone wars. Oh right, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And it, it's okay. very, it's almost a blend of Clone Wars moving into Imperial. Um, it's it's it it's because it's got that it's that weird midsection of the front of the helmet with the the curved bottom piece. It's almost a lot like those. If you go check those out, it's very very similar. Okay, cool. So, did anyone else get Fallen Order? Is it just me and yeah. Josh? Yeah, I got it. Oh, you got, got it? it. Okay. Yeah, we all. We've been waiting so long to be a Jedi again. That's true. That's true. I feel pretty good. I'm about twenty to I don't know, twenty to forty minutes in. I know it's not a lot, but I feel pretty good about it so far. Nice. So Justin, what'd you get, man? What's your Uh, what's your pick? My newest the one that actually just came yesterday was the vintage collection Sith Trooper Armory pack. So this is the Sith Trooper with, what is this, five weapons in it, not just the two that comes with the standard vintage collection one. So I'm interested in seeing, yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) there are some interesting weapons in here. So I'm very kind of intrigued. Do I get to see all of these in uh, Rise of Skywalker? Or is this just, hey, we just added a bunch of cool looking weapons to this figure. So (laughs) that was my pickup yesterday. Yeah. I was going to say that packaging kind of reminds me of the, um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 90s where it came oh, with like yes. a whole rack of... Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Now, Justin, have you been able to match up those weapons with the Black Series um, San Diego Comic-Con, Sith, the Black Series? You know what I'm talking about with the pull-out yeah, armory? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. It's just in the 3.75, not the 6-inch. So okay. I haven't actually looked nice. at the... Yeah. I haven't looked at the six inch one. I have the six inch one. I haven't looked at them to compare because I just got this guy yesterday, but um, it, I'm pretty sure it was five or six weapons in the other one as well. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a great looking figure. If you don't like, I mean, the vintage collection cards 
there are some amazing card backs out there um, oh, yeah. that look great. Uh, like, I love Black Series because I love the six-inch figures for the photoreal sculpts and the bigger figures that you can, you know, pose a little bit better. But the packaging for Vintage Collection is just awesome. So how do you guys feel about the... <laughs> I'm in a constant debate with my buddies at rebel force radio about the black series figures because technically they're not figures like they're they're actually dolls so do you refer to them as dolls or figures i call them figures but we're talking about vintage collection i'm i'm talking about anything that is four inches and above is considered a doll chris you know figures. Ain't nobody calling it a doll. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that I don't episode have of uh, dolls in my house? <laughs> do you remember that episode of Fresh Prince where he's playing with the Don Cornelius doll and yes. Yes. action figure? Yes. Like it's an action figure. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's a doll. I would say this: like I've picked up a lot more sideshow figures and Hot Toys figures in the last couple weeks than I thought I would. Like I've got the oh, the Jedi Order Obi-Wan and the um, Jedi Order Anakin. Um, I've mm. pre-ordered the Mandalorian from Sideshow. Um, and I just picked up uh, Clone Commander Fox uh, the other day. I got him for oh, a really good gorgeous. gorgeous. They, the 12-inch figures, the paint sculpts on the 12-inch figures are unreal. You can call it a doll. You can call it an action figure. I don't really care. It's awesome looking. Yes. I, I had the Jyn Erso in the uh, Rogue One disguised where she was the well i don't know what they were like the flight attendant she was like yeah yeah, the flight crew that is one of the greatest (laughs) i I don't know that with a tray Uh, with drinks on it would you like blue milk sir (laughs) you don't want to drink pull out my stick and just beat them yeah that uh that is a gorgeous figure so yeah uh i you sent that clone commander in our group text man that is gorgeous that is absolutely. Yeah, I, I tell you what, they're um, for collectors, and and I'll, I'll give a shout out to Order sixty six Toys because they are great dudes. If you don't attend the live shows on Friday, they're awesome. There are some figures that you might pay a little bit more, but guess what? They're harder to find. Um, there are other figures like that Clone Commander Fox. I got a great deal on him. They ship on time. They ship very well. It's an awesome, awesome figure. I was happy to get him. So nice. Cool. Yeah. Kyle, what'd you get, man? Where are you at? Uh, well, you guys sort of before we started recording saw my dog in the background, and I actually recently bought him a uh, Rebel Alliance collar on Etsy yes. from nice. Unruly That's... Tales. It's oh, got the awesome. Rebel logo all that's over. Cool. I have a Greyhound, so he has to have like um, it's called a Martingale collar. They have those skinny heads, so it's it's basically a no slip collar, but um, they make them custom. It's this like kind of baby blue Martingale collar with uh, a golden white Rebel Alliance uh, logos all over it, and uh, it's really cool. I'm excited to have Very it. Cool. It was a good price, and uh, you know, support small business. Why not? Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> awesome man. Hell yeah, Vic. What do you got? Well, I got my Smuggler's Bounty box from this week. It's uh, the Knights of Ren and Kylo theme. This is Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. And then the Knight of Ren with the long axe. Ah, with it. Nice. So that was exciting to get. The Supreme Leader Kylo, I think, looks really cool with the cracks in the, in the helmet and everything. So I'm excited to see how he puts that helmet back together in Episode Nine. So you got the Smuggler's Bounty box. I thought they stopped doing those. Where so I- they st- 
they're Amazon exclusive now, and what they have, yeah, there's they- one more left. Next month's episode nine theme box is going to be the last one. Okay. So yeah, yeah they, had, they moved um, them to retail like a year ago. Yeah, they have a Vader theme one. It came with a a black chrome Vader Funko and a T-shirt. They I had got a that Cloud one. City one it came came with the Boba Fett with the Carbonite Han Solo. That was okay. A cool Funko. Yeah. yeah. You can get some of those on Amazon still, like the back ordered ones. You can get those. Yeah, I, I was a Smuggler's Bounty guy up until I I forget which was the last box, but uh, that Smuggler's Bounty was pretty solid for a long time. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know if people just stopped buying them or what, but they well, were some gorgeous. of the Funkos weren't as great as some people thought they were. So they lost some subscribers, mm. and, um, you know, but Amazon picked it up. Okay. See, I always well, love the Funkos that came in it. Yeah, I, I wasn't so hot on some of the t-shirts and like the other stuff, but I felt like yeah. there was always at least one solid Funko like yeah. that was hard to, you know, would be hard to find and was decent so yeah i think the vader when i got a darth vader bottle opener was pretty cool (laughs) i i think my my favorite smuggler's bounty pop i'm actually looking at it right now was the uh ig88 but the chrome phasma was also pretty tight yeah that was like one of the first ones they had yeah that was pretty cool i don't know if i have i think i might have gotten rid of a lot of my smuggler bounties pops. I'm looking right now. Oh, the R2D2 for Return of the Jedi with the tray. Yeah, with the tray, was, yeah. yeah there's not a lot of R2D2 pops. No, no. Really so there's the gold one that Hot Topic had. I got that one. Yeah, there's a I love pops, man. I'm glad that there's fellow Great. pop collectors in here. But Dude, okay, so we we so can't many. be we can't be collectors without chasing anything. So I'm just going to throw it out there. We, another segment here. <laughs> I'm, I am chasing one thing. You guys know this. You guys know this. Justin, you helped me out with my last thing of the Imperial shuttle. Now I have two of them. I'm looking at two of them right now. <laughs> um, so the next thing I'm chasing is the Imperial dignitary. One of the last 17 original star Wars figures. I want it for $50 or less eBay. <laughs> if you're selling it on eBay, you are an a-hole. Your price, dude, you are like jacking up the the price of this thing. Um, it is it's like currency tampering, man. Like, why is this figure selling for a hundred plus dollars? I'll never know. But if anyone can find me an Imperial Dignitary for fifty bucks, I'll slip you another fifteen. So that's what I'm chasing. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Thank yeah, you. I'm working on it too. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys chasing? I know my number one thing I want is a uh, vintage card back to Sokotano figure. They're very hard to find and yes. they're not cheap. No. But if I can find one for a decent price when I have the money on hand, I will pull the trigger trigger on that as soon as I see it. Uh, I, I love Ahsoka. One of probably my favorite character. I'm not ashamed to say it. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's something I do not have in my collection. I really want that. Beautiful. About the rest of you guys, um, uh, I feel you like popped I, it on me. I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> kind of hunt more of the the blue chromes from Celebration last year. I've gotten the Boba Fett one along with the Vader. I want more of those blue chrome Funkos. What are the other um, ones? You got, uh, I think it was Chewbacca. There is a Stormtrooper. There's Leia. A, I think Leia. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Yoda or the other one. Oh, I remember the Yoda. I remember. Yeah, the Yoda. I got I got the green chrome Yoda. That was a cool one to get. I got that one. Okay. But yeah, the other blue ones, they're so high in price right now, it's hard to get them at a decent rate right now. Yeah. My other hunting one is a non-Star Wars related figure. It's a, a Hulk figure from San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. Year. The one you and I talked about. Yeah, oh, dude. Sorry. Hasbro Pulse is a mess, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was 
Ooh, that was a rough time to be a Hasbro Pulse member. Keeping it positive. <laughs> are, are we allowed to do stuff we're chasing that's not Star Wars on here? Sure. Why not? Yeah. So uh, I'm. I really like like one of my favorite things of all time besides Star Wars is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. And uh, Neca has those like quarter size movie, uh, like uh, I guess Ninja Turtle dolls from uh, <laughs> from that yeah. look like the yeah. the 1990 movie. And I've I want to get uh, Raphael. He's wearing like the trench coat and the oh, hat. Oh yes, so, and they're like, they're beautiful. And I see them at cons, and I always pass on them. But I've decided like next time I see it, I'm just gonna I'm going for it. Yeah. I want one of those too now. <laughs> <laughs> I want all four, but I Raph's the one I'm going for. For yeah. he's, he's cool, but rude. He's a cool one. <laughs> Justin, what are you looking for? I think my my big one right now because i have a lot of the vintage figures but i think my big one right now is that general grievous sideshow uh figure that's 12 inches great posability his fingers move like independently he's got the four expanded lightsabers so all i can picture in my head is this general grievous with four lightsabers up like this pointed forward just a very imposing looking figure sitting on my shelf uh, so that's kind of what I'm looking for. Either that or the um, uh, Clone Commander Wolf uh, sideshow figure. So oh, he's yeah. also looking, but they're super expensive right now because their runs uh, were done. So if you didn't pre-order or get them then, you can only get them on the secondary market from Evil Bay, um, which is going <laughs> to cost an arm and a leg. <laughs> so oh, I think yeah. I'm kind of waiting and just seeing what pops up. But those are the two that I would love to have right now. All right. I also want okay. the Boba Fett from San Diego Comic Con too. Wait, which one? The Black Series? Yep. I got uh, the 40th one. Yeah. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. Literally sitting right behind me. Sorry, dude. Yeah. I got that I one. Hate all of you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, hey, I think this was a great first episode, guys. I think this was a, a lot of fun learning and, and chatting up and everything. So, um, you know, with that, is there anything else you guys want to add for this, or are we good? Sounds Can't good for me. episode three. Yep. Fan- Van- Mandalorian. Fantastic. Well, listen, you guys can hit us up. Our, our Twitter is brand new. You can hit us up at the Star Wars Friend Show. It's at SW Friend Show on Twitter. You can hit me up at No One Is Chris. What about you guys? Uh, you can hit me up at Vic M. Pike on Twitter. I'm at KB underscore legend on everything. Go ahead, Justin. I'm going to have to get the Twitter because I don't have the Twitter. Okay. So we'll have that on the next one. I'll update you. Cool. Uh, I don't know why I just told you to go instead of saying it myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought we were going to start talking. Uh, uh, I'm Josh, and I am Battle of Tanab. Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. By the way, I don't think I've said it enough. You literally have, like, the coolest handle ever, dude. I've told you that a few times. It's perfect. I appreciate you saying it on the record, so now I have it. (laughs) So, all right, guys. Well, it's been a blast. Uh, Catch us on Twitter, man. Hit us up on your Star Wars finds. Let us know what you're into. We definitely want to hear from you. That's what this is all about, is meeting Star Wars friends. So until next time, may the Force be with you. Thank you.